I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed. So you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Walentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we're talking about Hustler Magazine v. Falwell. So grab your Campari. And let's get civical. Everybody. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Let's Get Civical. I am Lizzie Stewart. And I am Arden Walentowski. And this is our last episode of February. Oh. Where did it go? Where I don't know. Where did it go? January was a year. February, sure. one single day. Yes. What's There's March no in between. Bring? There's no in between. There's no in between. No. It's either a single year or a single day. Yes. And that's it. That's it. That's all we got. And we have a we have a leap. We have leap day. Yeah. This year? Yeah. Very exciting. I was having a discussion the other day with somebody about the leap year thing. Was it with you? It might have even been with you. No, no, not you. I don't think so. Um, I haven't had I would remember a discussion. A about discussion leap about day. the leap year. <laughs> um right. Forget. We were talking about, like, if your birthday is on the 29th, and do you celebrate it before or after? 
And then the discussion became, okay, well, but on the big years, like when you turn 18 or you turn 21, when does it? And I was like, well, you have to celebrate it then. Like you, you legally don't turn the age until after, right? Like, right? How like does you the wouldn't be eighteen on the twenty-eight, right? Yeah, it would have to be I don't the know. first. That's really interesting, right? We should have done an episode on leap day. God, dog it. Next time, next time, next, next time. time. Ne- yeah. In four years from now. In four years, yeah, I it's a <laughs> it's a conundrum. I know. I mean, I'm sure that there's obviously a system in place. There's that gotta the be. It's like we acknowledge your day of birth on this date, or you mm-hmm. know, or like I don't know, but that's yeah. I think I'd do it the day before. I would do it on the twenty eighth because then it's March. You know, that's true. If you did it the day after. That's true. Except, and it would be weird to not be born in the month that you were actually born in, or if your birthday was in the month that it. You know, that is true. Except twenty eight is before twenty nine. No, totally. And you have not turned. Like, I mean, my birthday is on the third. I really would have loved my birthdays to be on the second sometimes instead of the third. Totally. But totally. I never got that wish. Yeah, I don't know. Do you know I, I mean? see what you mean. I, yeah. But also, I'm like, I get it. Like, you're not technically 21 right. on the 28th, but also a couple of hours isn't going to do anything different it's to your brain and body hurt and mind anybody. And no. So no. your basic round down. Because mm-hmm. you know what I, I did when I was 19, because I lived close to Windsor, was that I went to Windsor and drank at 19 instead of 21 because Windsor's oh, yeah. in Canada and I lived. Oh, it's in Canada. I was like, where is right, Windsor? Right, but Windsor's <laughs> like, in Windsor, Canada. Ohio? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's this totally. tiny little enclave in Ohio that has no totally. rules. No, it's in Canada and I lived very close to Canada. And so we went to Windsor. And drank. I love that. Yeah. I mean. All of our parents were drinking at 18. I was drinking at 18. It's called getting booze illegally. <laughs> uh-huh. It's called breaking the law. <laughs> it's called underage drinking, my girls. Try it out for size sometime. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. So all that to say is this episode is airing on the 28th, which is not Leap Day or no. Leap yeah, it's the 28th, which is always a part of February. Uh, but this this go around, it's the second to last day of February. And I'm feeling tired. You're feeling tired. The The winter is dragging as it always does. Mm-hmm. So we're having fun yes, today. We're having fun today because I woke up and stood and got out of bed and immediately wanted to climb back in. I am tired. Mm-hmm. So we are having fun today. We're Let's do it today. We're gonna, and the only way we have fun, much like taking a shot of tequila, mm-hmm. we go to oh yay, oh yay, oh yays, and we have a little fun, mm-hmm. a little romp mm-hmm. with Supreme Court cases. Yes, because I just, I don't know how to describe my love for Supreme Court cases. I, but it's so pure. It's so pure, and this. Th- I love reading I love reading the the opinions. I love the arguments. Yeah. I'm an argumentative kind of person by nature. I don't mean that I like arguing. I just mean that I like discussing things and totally. I love a good We're I not like, having an argument. We're no having a discussion. discussion. We're having a discussion. I like discussing things. I think that's why I like 
French culture and French things because they are very linguistically inclined. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, I, so I am with you. I love, I love the SCOTUS cases, and this one. I had no idea that this even existed. Me either. Um, but I kind of dig it, and I love. I love that it, I lo- a that I love I love that it happened, and I love the two sides. Like it could not have been more perfect. Hell yeah! It's it's like it's a it's um, it's a it's a not sexy su- Supreme Court case, but it's like I mean, it kind of is. <laughs> it kind of is. Yeah, you. I feel like. You know, like underage drinking, mm. you it's we know that it's a little bad. Mm-hmm. And how fun that something like that is in the Supreme Court as opposed to like gerrymandering or yes. you know, healthcare, these sort of like yes. heavier things. Yes. This is a little sex drugs and rock and roll. It is. I mean, it goes back all it at the crux of it is first amendment. Totally. It's, it's a first amendment issue. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't wait, mm-hmm. and I haven't read the opinions or the dissents, but the idea of quoting original documents, quoting Federalist Papers, those sorts of things for a decision surrounding Hustler magazine That's is great. what the Founding Fathers intended. It is what the Founding Fathers intended. They're like, we need to put pen to parchment because mm-hmm. you never know. Who you might need when, to protect. Who whose speech we might need to protect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So so I'm very I'm very excited. We don't often get um SCOTUS cases that deal with what feels like very non-PC yeah. uh, entities. Yeah. You know? Yeah. At least these days. I mean, yeah. I know we've had them in the past. We've had pornography cases, we've had all sorts of things, but like this is it's, it's just different. We haven't done it. We haven't done anything like this yet. So. No, we haven't really. No. Um, well, before we jump in, tell me about these sources, which are also a little sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Very sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Um, the case we should say is Hustler Magazine Incorporated versus Falwell, aka Jerry Falwell. Totally. <laughs> just in case you are not, we didn't really say it. So let's just. No, put no, it that out. was let's, actually good of you. Let's put it all on the same page: Hustler Magazine yep. versus Jerry Falwell. So get ready to rock and roll. First source is outlet called The Fire. They just had like a great synopsis about the context of the case. And then Rolling Stone magazine, an article by Andy Hogland. That's Hell yeah. Great details, some great narrative and great background about the case. And then an article in Politico by Andrew Glass, also some great background about the case. And they had a good snippet of Justice Rehnquist's decision about the case. And then Oye oh, yeah, Oye, oh, yeah. of course, Oye oh, yeah, Oye. Oh, yeah. Of course. And then I, I didn't list it because I didn't take any notes from them, but I got the idea, of course, from History.com. Of course. Well, I mean. So. Just assume if we don't say it. It's like the P and possum. Uh-huh. Or the O, what is it? The <laughs> O and possum. The, the O and possum. Yes. It is like the O and mm-hmm. possum. Mm-hmm. You know it's there, but we're not going to say it every time. That's right. Or the ancient or, herb. Uh, an ancient herb. Love it. Great sources. Let's jump in. First, about the facts and the background of this case. Under Jerry Falwell's stewardship, the moral majority political organization counterpunched the previous decade's progressive strides 
mobilizing various evangelical and right-wing Christian groups into a potent, unified, conservative political force. Jerry Falwell, Jerry notorious, Falwell. Mm-hmm. notorious. So we're in the we're in the eighties, like the mm-hmm. you know late seventies, eighties time period, and he has made a formidable force out of the moral majority movement. Totally, the Christian right is coming up; it's getting very strong. Jerry Falwell is their leader. The moral majority's agenda included opposition to homosexuality, abortion, and the Equal Rights Amendment which would have guaranteed equal rights for all citizens, regardless of sex. So, yeah, it's it's women, it's the gays, Mm -hmm. it's the the right to choose what you want to do with your own body. It's all, to me, it's like the classics. Yes. This is like... It's the heavy hitters, yes. Heavy hitters. Yes. We don't want it. Mm -hmm. We've heard this before. But he's really gaining momentum being against these things and actually getting politically organized. Mm-hmm. And getting people to, to support him. Yes, exactly. Right. Yes. To prevent any movement, any progression on these issues. Yeah. Advocating for traditional family values. Air quote. Uh-huh. Air quote. Falwell and his powerful organization are credited with delivering the crucial white evangelical vote to Ronald Reagan during the 1980s presidential election. So I feel like, yeah, this is the point where you start seeing, especially in the Republican Party, like the evangelical sway. Yeah. Like it happened here. Mm -hmm. It happens with Bushes. Uh Uh-huh. 100%. Well, I guess that's all the... Trump, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, So it begins here. It begins here. Yeah. Of course, that put him in the crosshairs of progressives. I mean, yes. In its November 1983 issue, Hustler magazine published a satirical ad focused on Falwell. Uh oh. Yes. <laughs> the piece was molded on Campari's popular advertising campaign in which celebrities recalled their, quote, first time end quote, drinking the brand, which was a double entendre. I imagine they are winking at sex. Uh, yes, that is exactly what they're winking at. Double entendre. Ha 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 ha. First time drinking Capari. First time during doing the dirty deed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or yes. just the deed. It's not dirty. Totally. For years, Falwell, who exercised his significant political capital championing conservative causes and bemoaning the porn industry consistently singled out publications like Hustler and its owner, Larry Flint, as corrupting players in American life. Flint, in particular, typified, quote, sleazy merchantry, end quote. Yeah. Sure. So he's like... I'm pure, I'm a man of God, Mm -hmm. traditional family values. Yes, yes. People like Larry Flint and those who support him are, you know, a- Dirty, disgusting, Dirty and are ruining the bedrock of America with their sex and their porn and their gays and all the other stuff that comes along with it. Mm -hmm. 
So in the Campari ad where Hustler magazine parodied Jerry Falwell, he had he was depicted as a cartoon recalling his first sexual experience with his mother in an outhouse. It's funny. It's funny. The cartoon included a disclaimer <laughs> that it was an, quote, ad parody not to be taken seriously, end quote. Yeah. So they're basically like, here's this, here's this thing. Yeah. I want to see the ad. Hold on. Yeah. Let's look it up. Hold on. Let's look it up. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. So it's, it's less of a cartoon, I think. Hold on. Yeah. It's more like, I think it's more like an interview. Like, yeah, it's yeah, him, yeah. So yeah. The, yeah. So it's less of a cartoon yeah. and more of like this inner, this like made up interview where he's yeah. talking about, it's like interviewer and him yeah. talking about this first time. Yeah. Um, Still very funny. Yeah. It's not like a political cartoon. It's. No. no. Yeah. That's what yeah. I was thinking. It yeah. was like, it was a political cartoon, but no, it actually truly looks like an ad. Yeah. Like in the paper, you know, like that Don Draper would make yes. or something like that. It's very totally. bad visually. Yeah. yeah. Fun. Yeah. But it does say on the bottom, like, this is an ad for parody. This is not this real. This is an ad. Yeah. Okay. So that's what we're all up in arms about. That's what Jerry's like. Uh, no, no, sir. No, sir. No, sir. He did not like it. Not me, a man of God. I mean, the funny thing is that, like, Campari was on board with this. Campari was not like, uh... I don't know about associating our product with <laughs> Jerry Falwell and incest and apparently also maybe bestiality. Like, <laughs> I mean, this is the 80s. It's the 80s. It's, it's the, the 80s. 80s. And I also think that, like, I don't know. Like, it's Hustler Magazine. Like, you right. got to imagine that anybody who's willing to advertise. This is not the most extreme thing that Hustler Magazine no. did at the time. No. So... I think they were like, eh, par for the course. There's Larry doing his Larry mm-hmm. things. Yep. So they've posted this. They've printed the, you know, parody of Jerry Falwell in Hustler magazine. Falwell is, of course, very angry about this. He sues for libel, invasion of privacy, and intentional infliction of emotional distress. Totally. He's very upset. Yeah. I mean... I don't even drink Campari. I don't even drink Campari. I don't drink, period. You're accusing me of having sex with my mother. I'm very totally. distressed. He demands $45 million in damages, which is Good approximately $100 million in today's standards. Swing for the fences, Jerry. I What's mean, interesting about what he sues for is, like, libel, I get. In the in- uh, intentional inflection of emotional distress, I get. The invasion of, of privacy? privacy part. I'm like, if there's an invasion of privacy, right. did you read the journal the, entry where yeah, this I'm may like, that have means that there's something Which I hope there's not. Good God, ew. ew. But it would explain but a it's, lot. It's it's a bizarre way to go because mm-hmm. I mean it. It explains a little bit of the like Mike Pence mother thing. Do you know what I mean? Sure, Ugh. sure. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, whose privacy have we invaded right. by making up a story? Right. That is clear. That is said right. that it's not real. Right. Hmm. Okay. It's odd. Not the way I would have gone, but nope. surely. Nope. Nope. Opens up some doors. I think you may not want to have had open, but okay. Yeah. 
So, representing two wildly different points of view, the men's feud punctuated cultural and religious backlash in the 80s, as well as ongoing debate about American values. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. You got your gro- you got your your groovy sex drugs rock and roll over here, mm-hmm. and then you've got traditional family values, you know, one man, one woman, no drinking, no drugs, yep. very church forward yep. over here. Yep. Clash. Doing it out. Yeah. Clash, clash, clash. With a bottle in of the su- In the Supreme Court of the United States. It's, yes. The crux of Flint's argument centered on the Sullivan Rule, established by the Supreme Court in 1964 as the, quote, actual malice standard to gauge whether press reports about public officials were defamation or libel. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Falwell's counter was that Hustler did not apply as legitimate press and his family had been defamed since they were not public figures. Well, now here's the rub, Mm -hmm. Jerry. Are you not? You're the leader of a movement. Right. I'd say you're a public figure. Oh, right. Who was his lawyer? We could have won this. Not that I want to. Like, I'm just saying that... This is just a bizarre. It's a bizarre. Thing to it's say. a bizarre argument. Like you swayed the presidential election of Ronald Reagan. You're not a public figure, right? If anybody is a public figure, figure it's Jerry Falwell. Everybody totally. knows that name, even if you He's have no idea. The face of the movement, right? Like there are churches. No, totally. He leads churches. No, no, totally. Yes. No, absolutely, we're in agreement. It's a it's a bizarre like it's to so me. I'm like, that, don't. It's not about that. Like, focus on. I guess. I mean, even the the bit about that hustler isn't legitimate press. I mean, at least that's a little bit more. Right. I I can see an argument for that because at the time, and I don't know enough about hustler magazines, but I don't I don't know if it was yeah. reporting on the news or if it was just right. providing entertainment right. in the form of. Sex stuff. Right. Yes. Sex. That I do not know about. I don't know either. Yeah. But yeah, this whole I'm not a public figure, it's like, hey, modesty doesn't look good on you, babe. No, no, because we all know that that is a lie. That is a yeah. f- flaming pile of dog duty. Initially, a district court found in favor of Larry Flint on the libel charge, but Falwell was awarded $200,000 in compensation for emotional distress. Sure. Which was then El which was then upheld by a federal appeals judge. And again, Larry Flint appealed. Larry's like, we're taking this all the way. He's like, fuck this shit. Emotional yeah. emotional distress, my ass. It was a joke. Yeah. Like, well, it also opens joke. up the door if, right. if Falwell like if you, is successful. Right. Then so many people are going to go after Hustler Magazine because well, Falwell's and, not the only one they're fucking around with. Right. And also, it opens up the door for literally everything. Then if yeah. you can't, like, you cannot tell a joke. You cannot take yeah, a pot like shot at a celebrity. Sa- satire. Yeah. Right. You cannot like take a pot shot at a celebrity if yeah. if this, like, if this didn't get taken down. Yeah. Like, that, that was the whole court case. Yeah, like good for Larry Flint. Well, I mean, he's certainly not about to take this lying down. No, he'll take other things, not this. Uh oh. See, see, I was able to make that joke because of Larry Flint. Because of what he did. Because of what he did, what he gave us. 
Oh, you gave me. us taking pot shots at celebrities. Larry, God, God help you. So then, God help both these men. <laughs> I know. I mean, isn't Jerry Falwell dead? Did he I, die? Are they not both dead? That's are they crazy. Both dead? Larry Flint is dead. Oh, he died in 2021. Oh, Jerry Falwell also dead. 2007. Okay, both dead. Both dead. But I mean, just to when you look at pictures of them, it's like. <laughs> the fact that these two men are what was representing the two the two sides of America, they look exactly the same. Yeah. It's it's ludicrous to think that these two men were were showing the the two halves of, of the United States. Of the United States, States, States the moral of America. Argument. Yes. Are you team Larry or are you team Jerry? <laughs> What's the difference between them? There's Honestly. Li- literally three of the letters in their name are the same. Are the same. The same. It's ludicrous. It's ludicrous. <laughs> but nevertheless, we forge on. We're on our way to the Supreme Court. We're on our way. So in December of 1987, Hustler v. Falwell was heard in front of the Supreme Court. Oh, yay. Oh, yay. Oh, yay. We are knock knocking and ding donging. Mm-hmm. These two men are like, we're going to settle this in court. In court. At SCOTUS. Mm-hmm. And SCOTUS is like, bring it on. Yeah, bring it it's on. It's been real boring this season. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Welcome, Hustler. Welcome, Hustler. So the question before the Supreme Court of the United States was, can a public figure recover damages for emotional distress because of an offensive parody? That's the question. That's the question. In a unanimous opinion, the court held that public figures such as Jerry Falwell may not recover for the intentional infliction of emotional distress without showing that the offending publication contained a false statement of fact, which was made with, quote, actual malice. Yes. The court added that the interest of protecting free speech under the First Amendment surpassed the state's interest in protecting public figures from from patently offensive speech, so long as such speech could not be reasonably construed to state actual facts about this subject. So... (laughs) They're like... We don't care enough about your feelings. We don't care what enough about your feelings to go more the First Amendment. Is that the press has the right to say what it wants as long as it's not lying? As long as it's not lying. Mm-hmm. I mean, like in this case, they said this isn't true. This isn't true. This they said ad it wasn't true. Is not true. That's on there. They gave mm-hmm. their disclaimer. Mm-hmm. And so that excuses them from. Mm-hmm. Being from from committing libel, right, or or distress, I guess, right, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I like love. This is one of my favorite rulings. I love it. They're like, we don't give a fuck about your feelings. Also obsessed, obsessed that they held that Jerry was a public figure. It's like they, they were literally like, "Hey, Jerry, you're a public figure. You're a public I'm not figure. sure. We all." If we all we, know, Jerry, you were at my house literally yesterday. You're a public figure. You're a public figure. 
You're a public figure. Yeah, you get around town. If you're having uh-huh. meetings in D.C., you're a public figure. You're a public figure. That's just, I don't make the rules. Uh-huh. If people know your name rules. more than they know our names, you're a public figure. You're a public figure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so true. Like, no, I mean, I'm sure people knew some of the justices on sure. the Supreme Court. But, like, I bet they couldn't list them all. No. But I bet if you were like, hey, have you heard of Jerry Falwell? They'd be like, oh, boy, oh, have I. Oh, that motherfucker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, me, oh, my, have I just. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's a precedent. Yeah. Or I don't know if it's a precedent or more of a reaffirming, but it is significant. It's significant. To go against and say, actually, uh, offending public, offending offensive things, even if they say this isn't real, are emotional, distressing, and you can sue. We would have uh, the the society that we know it would be so different. Yes. Yes. It would be so much more monitored and controlled mm-hmm. and suppressed almost. It would be, I mean, be, it's a double-edged yeah. sword because, like, obviously I have no affection or um, empathy for Jerry Falwell. He's not He's not my kind of guy. No. Oh. But if you, take, if you take him out of it and put somebody who's a little bit more, you know, reasonable and actually maybe a man of God in there, um, I can see how it would be like, yeah, that sucks, dude. That's. They yeah. were harsh. Mm-hmm. They were harsh. And I yeah. get I get why you would be mad. Mm-hmm. But you can't just like, you, you're right. You can't like base law off of your feelings. No. So ultimately, the courts decided public figures like Falwell mm-hmm. needed to prove malice to collect damages. Right. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? The word malice is a sexy word. That's mm-hmm. malice. That's a sexy word. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever used the word malice yep. in my day-to-day. And I, that's about to change, honey. Mm-hmm. That's about to change. I it bring I'm malice to... back. Ooh. Bring malice back. I can sense the malice mm-hmm. coming out of you. I mean, good gracious. <laughs> so... Like Lizzie said, it was a unanimous court decision. All the justices voted in favor of Hustler and Larry Flint and against Jerry Falwell. <laughs> I don't think that would happen today. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No. No. No one. No. But it's so, but I do think it's crazy. Not that it like was a was a firm, not that this was the ultimate decision, but that it was unanimous. Right, right. It's amazing that it was unanimous. Yeah. 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 I'm always stunned that that can happen. Yes. quite and it happened in the 80s like i mean granted these aren't judges that were all you know placed on the bench in the 80s during the time of you know like the religious moral moral majority yeah yeah moral majority they were some of them were there before but it's it's just still striking yeah but even scalia voted for this that's what's shocking like this like reinquist brennan white marshall Blackmun, Stevens, O'Connor, Scalia. I think Kennedy recused himself or something. He oh yeah, it was eight. It was eight. It was eight. Yeah. But yeah, when you got when you got Scalia, Scalia being like, ah, we're gonna be with Hustler Magazine. That just shows you that there was a time, and not to and this is not to give Antony Scalia like, any credit. Uh, Scalia head, <laughs> but there was a time when. 
on on both sides. Yeah. There was the precedent Because O'Connor surprises law. me a little bit. It, you know, it, like it actually mattered. It's like, oh, actually, we're going to hold to the First Amendment. And this isn't about the moral argument. Yeah. So. Like Lizzie said, it was a, a unanimous decision. It was an eight to zero decision. So in reversing the award, Chief Justice Rehnquist wrote, quote, this case presents us with a novel question involving First Amendment limitations upon a state's authority to protect its citizens from the intentional infliction of emotional distress. We must decide whether a public figure may recover damages for emotional harm caused by the publication of an ad parody offensive to him and doubtless gross and repugnant in the eyes of most. I love that. I love that he's like, I did not like this. Totally. I did not like this. This is disgusting. If, if anybody's like this rocks and rolls, I'm like, all right, you, we all can right. all agree that like this is a this. It's a bit much. Right, right. I mean, the it's point a bit of it, much. The point of it was to be gross. Totally. That's the point. But Rhinequest is like, hey, we know it's gross. We know it's gross. However, however, continue, continue. Falwell would have us find that a state's interest in protecting public figures from emotional distress is sufficient to deny First Amendment protection to speech that is patently offensive and is intended to inflict emotional injury, even when that speech could not reasonably have been interpreted as stating actual facts about the public figure involved. This we decline to do. Whoo! He's like, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Look, we don't like this. No. We get why you don't like this. Mm-hmm. But we can't simply just make this precedent because we don't like this and you don't like this. Right. Because obviously this ad is so ludicrously not real. Right. And also it says. It says it's, that not, it's not real. not real. Right. So if anybody's assuming that it's real, they're literally dumb. They're dumb. We also can't create precedent based on people who are not using all of the information that's given to them to make an informed decision Decision. on if something is real or not. Correct. Like, it's obviously so ludicrous. And then Mm -hmm. on top of that, they said this isn't real. They said it's not real. Exactly. I I also love the... The language around that Falwell is asking the court to elevate his distress over the First Amendment right mm-hmm. of yeah. the press and other people. Yeah. And he's like, nothing right. comes before. Right. And I love the phrase. And I feel like this we should bring back as the longest, as well as the word malice. This we decline to do. This we decline mm-hmm. to do. I decline to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so funny. I love. I was watching Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. Of course, not you were. two days ago. Uh huh. With friends, mm. and there's a moment when King Theoden tells Sweet Mary of the Shire that Mary cannot go to Minas Tirith with the rest of Rohan to fight against Mordor because he's too small. And Mary is like pushing about, pushing back, pushing back. Be like, I want to fight. It'll uh, it'll be a shame if I don't do this. And King Theoden, after a little bit of back and forth, simply just says, I will say no more. Mm. And then rides off. 
And we all looked at each other and we were like, that needs to become the standard. Yes. I will say no more. It wasn't mean. No. It was, it was just, I will will say say no no more. more. I have made my point. Mm -hmm. Same thing here. Mm -hmm. This we we decline to to do. do. Mm -hmm. No. The answer, AKA, the answer is Is no. No No Mm -hmm. is a complete sentence. Right. No is a complete sentence. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. However, Chief Justice Rehnquist does go on. He says, At the heart of the First Amendment is the recognition of the fundamental importance of the free flow of ideas and opinions on matters of public interest and concern. The fact that society may find speech offensive is not a sufficient reason for suppressing it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Indeed, if it is the speaker's opinion that gives offense, that consequence is a reason for according it constitutional protection. Yeah. Yeah, because it just because it's, you know, if if we if you can sue legally because you are just personally offended by something, we would have nothing left. Right. The world would be in shambles. Right. We would have no Twilight. We would have no Fifty Shades of Grey. We would have nothing. We would have no Harry Potter. We would have but nothing. But see, then I would sue for things that offend me, like like the family life book that I learned from in fifth grade. Like Totally. You know what I mean? Like that kind of shit. Or yeah. all of the, you know, like, there's stuff out there that I'm sure I would find, offen- that I find offensive or I'm sure I would find offensive if I, somebody gave it Wuthering to me. Wuthering Heights. There a book go. that made me so upset in high school, so upset that I wrote about how much I didn't like the book uh-huh. on my AP test uh-huh. and got a five, which was the highest score you could get. That's amazing. Because oh, that's how yes. eloquently I could speak about how much oh I don't God. like Wuthering Heights. I, the, there's a, what's it called? Into Alaska or whatever. The There's a, it's. Out the, of Alaska? Uh, mm, maybe. No, it's made the one. up. It's the one I'm thinking about, about the, of Africa. Just kidding. Uh, that's okay. There's one about a boy who it's based on a true story. It's about a boy who goes to Alaska and he dies in a bus. Into the wild. Into the wild. Fucking hated that movie. And I know it's based on a true story and on a book or something, but that motherfucker mm-hmm. was just entitled and it oh it irks me. It offends me. Like, I hate that story. Yeah. Chinatown. Chinatown is a film that everybody talks about loving, that it's a masterpiece. But when you actually sit down and watch Chinatown, you go, what am I watching? Yes. Why is this so revered? My mother, my sister, my mother, my sister, suing for emotional distress for the two hours Mm -hmm. that I spent watching Chinatown. Mm Mm-hmm. I think we I think we should sue the social network for what it's done to young men. Uh, <laughs> I know it's every young God. man's favorite film. Yes. Including my husband, <laughs> who who brings it up all the time. That's so much emotional distress. Does he call you? I would and go, love to sue for that. Hey babe, what's cracking? Have you seen the social network yet? Oh my God. Oh, it comes I'm just like, how is every man that I've ever dated in my life one of their top five films, The Social Network? It's a plague. I it's think a I stopped watching it. Country. I got like 20 minutes into it and I was like, this is the worst piece of shit I've ever seen. And I turned it off. Well, to me, I'm like, it's fine. It's a fi- like I sure. I could not get into it. I was like, this is That's, so which boring. is I'm just but it, like the the chokehold it has on young men. 
I'm like, let them go. Release them. I would sue for that. Let my people go. Let my people go. Yikes. So all that to say, Ryan Quest, that, what Ryan Quest is saying, that if he was, or if he, if the court was to give Falwell what he wants mm-hmm. and rule in favor of Falwell, everything that we just described that we would personally sue. Oh my God. Even if you don't agree with it, which I know literally every man who's listening to this episode who just heard me rant and rave about the social <laughs> network would be like, hey, fuck you, Lizzie. How dare you? <laughs> But it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter that there are hundreds of millions of, of, of humans who like the social network. Mm-hmm. What matters is that I don't. Exactly. It's distressing. Mm-hmm. And to me, offensive. Case closed. Case closed. Case closed on that. Mm-hmm. Anywho, all that to say, uh, if we offended you in this episode by railing against something that you love, look... We're sorry, but you can't um, sue us for it. And that's because of this court case. Um, So with that said, that is our episode on Hustler Magazine, The Fallwell. If you like what you heard, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Get Civical. As always, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us. We love you so, so much. And we will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye.